And welcome back to the White Gray Black Weekly Manga Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all of the latest and greatest ongoing manga releases. My name is Bruce, the producer of the White Gray Black YouTube channel, and with me again this week is Gautam. What's good, everyone? Please keep in mind, for all major discussions, we will be talking spoilers. This week means up to chapter 4 of Versus, chapter 180 of One Punch Man, and chapter 23 of The Demon King's Daughter is Too Cute. Um, before we start, let me plug the things that I need to plug. If you want to watch us live, we are live on the White Grey Black channel, Tuesday nights. If you want to check the VODs, they will be up on the WGB Weekly Manga Podcast channel on usually Thursday or Friday. I get those up. If you want to listen to us as you walk your dog, like I do, um, we are on all major podcast providers. Here's the list. Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Listen Notes, Podcast Index, and the RSS community where you can download the podcast if you want to listen to it that way. Don't forget, if you enjoy this podcast and want to support us, first of all, head on over to the YouTube channels, both of them, and give us a follow. Uh, if you... Speaking of following, do that on the podcast distributor of your choice. Also, that helps us out a lot. Um, likes, subscribes, follows, those types of things. Whatever positive reinforcement they offer, go and do them if you enjoy the podcast. Uh, pause us right now and go do it, and then be sure to come back. Uh, if you really want to help us out, head on over to Patreon over at patreon.com slash WGBmanga. There you can hear the bonus episodes that we're recording. There's one of them up right now. There will be another one up fairly soon. About once a month, you'll get one of those. Um, and I think the next episode we're going to talk about our taste in games, including gaming stories and stuff. So look forward to that. Um, with all of that, let's get started on the news. Um, the first little news thing I have is The Dangers in My Heart, which I know is a series, Gautam, that you like and I have read some, but not all of, and enjoyed, released an anime trailer, and it looks really high quality, really good. Um, that's Did you freaking see that awesome. I, I I didn't even know that uh the trailer had dropped. That's that's freaking hype, honestly. Um yeah, it is it is I would say, like I said last time, probably the best running romance uh right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've mentioned it in the top romance for sure. Um Yeah. It's I know that when we talked, I think, about adaptations previously, I said mm -hmm. that a lot of the best adaptations are series with good writing and just okay or mediocre art i think the dangers in my heart is that kind of series and i think that the art getting a step up in here is gonna be really really good for it so um if they adapt this and it is more visually interesting and more uh just kind of visually stylish which is what the preview trailer looks like in addition to the really good writing and the really good character stuff i think this will be uh this will be a banger anime yeah, looking for and I, I looked at the uh key visual. They made mm -hmm. one of the main characters uh either taller or shorter, and I can't tell which right now. Oh, because the girls um, well, the girl's always a lot taller than the guy, right? Uh well she's usually a lot taller than the guy. Uh now they're yeah. kinda she's just a little bit taller. I feel like that changed a little bit because at the very start, yeah, she's like way taller than him. But I remember reading the recent chapters, and they're like a little bit closer in height. I don't know if that's a time passing oh, thing or just a style it, change. That's a time passing thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah they so, addressed that. But yeah, interesting. But yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, next on the news, our one of our little babies that we've liked here a lot, Kindergarten Wars, is going to be releasing three volumes in three months, starting, I believe, March 
starting sometime in March. I don't know the exact time. This is in, in Japan, obviously, but uh, because Kindergarten Wars has enough chapters to do this, including, I think, the one-shot, three volumes in three months, so we will see how those sales go. I think that they are going to be pretty good. I think this is a really good series. I think it's really easy to recommend to a lot of different people. Um, yeah, and the the author has been really uh, really over the moon at the reception of Kindergarten Wars, and I think they deserve it. I think it's a really good little series. It's been really fun so far. Um, I, I don't think we've had a translation of a chapter in a while, so I think uh, I think as this blows up, we get, it gets more consistent. You know. Yeah, and I think part of that is that their move to official Jump Plus publication um, either stopped or slowed down their publication schedule. I believe that. Yeah, see, I don't know what their schedule is now. So they may have gotten sort of delayed as the previously published chapters get republished. So I don't know when we get a new chapter of it, but it could be after three months. So we might be announcing this and be uh, angry and and wait. in a little yeah. bit. But yeah, but we'll see. But yeah, really All excited right. for that one. So happy for that. Um, let's do sales stuff real quick. Uh, nothing too crazy here. Uh, a romance topping out is maybe a little crazy, though. Uh, Yubisaki to Renren, which I have not heard of, obviously, uh, is up there at number one with a full week mm. on sale. Uh, Yomi no Sugai in second with its second week on sale is oh, pretty it's... big. This is a, this is a lower sales week though, right? I mean, a lot of times when a big shonen thing comes out, we see numbers breaking 100, 200, even 300,000. Uh, top here for the week is 70K. So a little bit of a lower sales week for sure. Uh, which allows, um, good. yeah, which allows the the you know the the gospel of rom coms Kanojo Okarimas down there at the bottom to to inch into the top ten. Happy for Reiji and his <laughs> and his waifu. Um, yeah, but everything else here is a little more interesting because it's a lower sales week. But there's not a lot here that I actually read. Um, I read I read Yomi no Sugai, I read My Hero, and I read uh, Kanojo. Other than that, Blue Lock, I know, is uh, is pretty popular. People into that. Blue Giant, the Explorer, that looks like my jam. I played saxophone in high school, so that's yeah, got a guy playing like... tenor sax on the front. Um, and then actually a lot more romance and two baseball manga up here. So this kind of goes to show how powerful, powerful sports manga, especially baseball manga, have been in Japan for the past 50, 40, 50 years. Uh, two of them in here, Diamond No Act 2 and Mix. Mix was, I believe, also last week on our top 10 at the similar spot, 4-5. Mm-hmm. So, Bring back Major. I feel like uh, there is a sequel to Major that's currently being published, but don't quote me on that. I want to th- say th- there's, there's been like a Major a Part 2. Yeah. So, yeah. There have been like five seasons of Major, and then his kids play baseball, and we followed them. Right, yep. And I'm sure I'm sure his kids are, are playing now, so. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we have enough baseball stuff. I'm just joking. I mean, it's it's kind of the it's kind of the national sport of Japan, if we're being honest. Um, here's total biweekly sales. So Blue Lock, as you can see, because of its other volume sales, and Slam Dunk are both up there at one and two. My Hero again past volume sales pull it into number three. Chainsaw Man up there, even though it's not in the top ten, still selling volumes. Um, and then you get our number one and two. This uh, Ubisaki Toremen and Yomi no Sugai. Five and six, Tokyo Revengers still sticking around. I wonder, I think almost the entire time you've been doing this podcast, right, which is like coming up on five months or like four months in a week or two, 
I feel like Tokyo mm-hmm. Revengers has showed up in the top ten almost every week. Yeah, it is it is wildly popular. Um, but for Tokyo Revengers, it's kind of a popularity that I can't fully understand. Uh, I understood Demon Slayer way more than Tokyo Revengers. I think I just bounced off it. I wonder because I've heard a lot of mm, a lot of negative things here in the West about it. I wonder if yeah. it has a poor localization or a bad translation team or a bad fan translation team. I don't know. I don't it might just it be one of those things that appeals to Japan a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I read like I, I think forty or fifty chapters or something. Uh, translation was fine. I I didn't have any issue with that. Okay. I I just thought it was uh poorly written. wasn't very interesting. I don't know. I I'll have to check it out someday. It doesn't sound like the kind of thing I would like, but you never know. Maybe maybe it'll yeah. Bochi the maybe. Rock over here at number ten actually is is pretty cool. I know I was telling a story a week or two ago about how that um author got swarmed at Winter Comicette, uh selling all of her volumes and yeah, still selling, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah. That's hype. Yeah. So I think that's it for sales stuff. Um the next thing is a pretty cool announcement. So uh, Inio Asano has a new manga series titled Mujina Into the Deep. Um, that's going to start in the upcoming A Big Comic Superior, which is a, a manga magazine, which is out March 10th. Um, Asano, you probably know from Oyasumi Poon Poon Goodnight Poon Poon. Um, this is that author's new series. So um, I'm girding my loins for suffering. Those types of things. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder how this goes, because I've not finished Yasumi Poon Poon. I've read maybe a quarter of it, and it's really good and really stylish and really interesting. Um, very sad, very melancholy. But I, I think that's the word, that one of the most melancholy things I've ever read. Uh, yeah, I haven't really mustered up the energy to read that. Um, it's pretty acclaimed people seem to find it's it incredibly good, depressing yeah. but uh yeah I, I i have i don't like come back from work and i'm i, I just don't feel like reading it even though i it's on that's, my list yeah that's kind of where i am if i'm kind of laying down at night or you know looking to fill some time to read something it's like well i could read something fun or i could put myself through childhood abuse and suffering and read oyasumi poon poon it's like eh, i usually don't choose it um, right. I need to get back and finish it though. It is it is a really good series. I wonder. You always wonder with a good writer if they're gonna bring similar tone or new tone or what. So, uh, Mujina into the deep, uh, Inio Asano. That's that's coming up pretty soon. That comes out on the tenth. We'll probably see a translation pretty quick. I would assume on the eleventh or twelfth from fans here in the West. So, yeah, I bet. Uh, let's huh. see. Six p p p p p p p. Pianissimo 6P, this is the music series. This was published in Weekly Shonen Jump. Had an abrupt final chapter this past weekend. Um, it ended. I believe it was chapter 70 was where that ended. Uh, did you read or hear anything about this? I mean, I read the first chapter of it, um, mm-hmm. and we yeah. talked about how it was ending, but uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about the notes you have here? That's yeah. Bizarre. So I, I flipped through the chapter and I read some comments and some stuff that people said. Apparently, uh, the main the main character has some kind of I don't know. This is where you're going to go in the comments and correct everything I say if you've read this series. Some kind of split personality or two personalities controlling him. Um, 
one of them gets forced into the back and it like he like slaps his father in the face and says something that's very accusatory like speaking to <laughs> speaking to weekly shonen jump for for canceling this series i will say 70 is a strange time to cancel a series but not unheard of right uh, usually surviving past your first six to eight months means that you're in a pretty good spot uh i do wonder if it was just sales slipping i assume for this i mean i think i think like i've said i think everything that the weekly show to jump is canceled has been pretty deserved and i haven't uh usually if they're if the series is really good or has some interesting moments you will see it pop up as like wow, look at this cool panel on Twitter, or you'll see a Reddit post about, like, why aren't people reading this? You should be reading this. It's really good. Uh, and I have not seen that for, for PPPPPPP. I have not seen that. Um, I When it got canceled, I obviously read the comments, and a lot of people liked it a lot, said it was really good. Um, but I also saw a lot of comments that just kind of were like, yeah, it was, you know, it was fine. It wasn't that good. It was a little bit messy stylistically and story-wise, so... Uh, it is interesting that the author used their final chapter to lash out a bit, uh, and it got published. So that's interesting. Just like just like Red Hood, uh, same thing. Did they do the it, same thing? What happened in Red Hood? Tell me about that. Uh, it, they went with this incredibly meta storyline, if I remember correctly, about. Uh, gosh, I, I I I believe like Red Hood's grandpa that died at the beginning of the game was like the author of. The entire story it was all about fairy tales god it was convoluted and weird and rushed um and they took a, a few jabs at weekly shonen jump as well so yeah it's interesting it. to see jump posting like allowing people to post their sour grapes uh for getting their series canceled i appreciate in, magazine. in a way it is interesting that they allow that but I don't know. I, I I mean I mean what else are they gonna do? Like I uh, just yeah. say oh it's over no final chapter you know uh, I don't know. True. I, I, but it's interesting because PPPPPPPPP uh apparently didn't even have the lowest sales in Jump like but for no genre, I think from what I've heard it, like Ginkgo uh, Luna is lower and a couple others but yeah but like Robaco you know which is still Robico, going is lower yeah. uh, and it's getting an anime right so I, I get. I get why there's sour grapes there. Yeah. Uh, but I assume it's for its genre that it's low because there's more bandwidth and room for comedies uh, to exist and sell slightly lower than whatever PPPPPPPPP. Right. Was. I also, I mean, I think another reason for this is that um, it's like about every six months, jump wants to come in with some new stuff. Um, the last wave of new stuff we got was sort of end of October, beginning of November. Um, I assume that this is kind of a make way for new series cancelization. I think in the next five weeks, we're probably getting four or five more series axes. I don't think Ginkgo and Luna uh, hits... Let's see, we're about to hit March. March starts tomorrow. I don't think Ginkgo and Luna is being published... I don't know if I'll say... I think it does get published in April. I don't think Ink and Luna makes it to May. I don't think... Uh, see, I don't know about the others because they're so new. I don't know if Ichigoki Under Control makes it to May even. They might. They usually like to give them two or three volumes. Mm -hmm. I want to say those new things are at chapter like 14, 15, which is usually around two volumes there. So, yeah, I... 
I think this was canceled because it was the lowest. It was consistently probably on a downward trend of sales. They wanted to make room for some kind of new series that's coming. Um, I do think we get at least one more cancellation in March, uh, in March or early April, possibly two or three, right? I'm, I mean, we, I think we talked about this last week, right? I think Cypher Academy, Ginkgo and Luna, uh, Ichigoki Under Control, and Tokyo Demon Bride Story, which Tokyo Demon Bride Story maybe was already announced to be canceled, or maybe everyone is just reading the writing on the wall from the story, but all four of those, I think, are heads on the chopping block for those. Yeah. If, any, if and, any of them make it to June or July, I'll be very surprised. And uh, Red Hood, I think, had like 18 chapters, so I, I could see any of these going at any point. Yep, and they're right about, I think Giga Luna just hit 20, um, because what's the... Uh, the Ichinosi family just hit chapter 14. So that was the first, I think, of all those series to come out. And then Ichigoki Under Control was the last. So it's probably at chapter 15, 14, 15, 16, something like that. But yeah, just an, an interesting to see uh, a series, one, make it longer than a year, get canceled, and then, you know, publish a little bit of, not bad blood necessarily, but, you know, a little bit of uh, author's author's emotional reaction in print in the magazine that they are reacting against. But there was. Uh, yeah, I, I'm reading the final Reddit thread for the last chapter, and there's this uh, screenshot of a panel from Sakamoto Days where terrorists have hijacked a bus and are threatening <laughs> yes. to drive it into uh, Shueisha headquarters because their favorite manga was canceled. Yep. <laughs> What a what a wild thing to be able to publish. That's like chapter two or three, right? Or maybe four. I, that's when the sniper I, I think it was early on. It's early, yeah. But that's a fun, yeah, yeah. Sakamoto <laughs> days not getting canceled. Pretty high up there. Um, yeah, I just I, yeah. It's interesting every time a series gets canceled because it's like if it's nobody's favorite manga and you don't have a core of people who are always going to buy your books, you kind of have nobody, right? I don't know who. Yeah. I haven't read PPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPP
pop off cool, you know, most upvoted on Reddit or whatever was that the main character finally did something or maybe not finally did something, but they did something and it was really cool. So, oh, is that the case? That's awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, well, that's that's pretty much it for the news. Any any anything else you you remember that happened this week you want to talk about? Uh, nope, not really. All right, let's talk about the stuff this week. We actually have two series by the same author. Let's start with the newer of his two series. So this is uh, we are now four chapters into verses. So we're. Is this a monthly series, I want to say? It is, yeah. So we're four months into Verses now. We talked about Chapter 1. I think we briefly talked about Chapter 2. Um, I think we've gotten the whole setup now with this chapter. Um, so I basically have just panels here of all the different worlds because they're kind of interesting to talk about. And then and then the whole setup at the end. So tell, talk me through what happened in this chapter of, uh, of Verses. Right, so Verses... Uh contextually like uh for anyone who hasn't read versus basically humanity's fighting against uh demons and the demons are just so much stronger than them they are humanity's natural enemy and it's like a a snake and a mouse there is zero percent chance that humanity can win so they summon people from other worlds to help them out and it turns out people in other worlds have similar problems uh as you can see in this panel the people in the machine rule world uh, have robots as their natural enemy. Uh, robots that spiraled out of control, AI getting too scary for their own good. Uh, and likewise, they they end up summoning a bunch of different people from a bunch of different other worlds who all have their own natural enemies. So Parasites is one of them, kind of the zombie, Last of Us thing. There's like space uh, aliens, uh, kaiju. Yeah. One of them is just kaiju. I think they call them giants or calamities. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's literally yeah, it's just Godzilla in the background of that panel. Um, it, one of them is that's, plants. That's, this one is evolved humans. Uh, There's a bunch of weird stuff, but the neo. Yeah, that one seemed like I don't know, like a casino world or something. Uh, I'm not sure what is going on in that one. But, yeah, they didn't uh, fully flesh out all of these much more than a single panel, but. Um, uh, I like the one on the right, the Mad God World, where yeah. it's just a, a a rogue god ruling over humanity. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so on, so forth. I think there are a lot of cool, find of kind of fucked up ideas of how yeah. humanity declines. Um, except Lawless World, which is Mad Max. Uh, I mean, a lot of these are very, uh, not stereotypical necessarily, but they're what's the word I'm looking for? Um. They're very just sort of classic tropes, right? Like, right. Yeah. The it's. I mean, the original world, right, is humans versus demons, demon king. That's especially in isekai and uh, like RPG lit. That's super classic. Humans versus robots is very classic sci-fi. You know, parasites is a zombie thing. Pretty classic giants. You know, the, the, it's literally Attack on Titan. Yeah, Misfortune World is just Godzilla and kaiju. Uh, Cosmic Devil, aliens. Alien Invasion, right? And all these things are like, oh yes, I've seen an Alien Invasion movie. Um, the Plant Bad Guy, that's maybe a little less typical, but that's still kind of tropey. Um, yeah. No Cruelty World, this is kind of like a... I don't know if you've read Brave New on. World. Oh, uh, I don't remember any of it, so... Yeah, it's a little bit of like, now. oh, there's humans who have you know evolved past or upgraded themselves. A little cyberpunky too, maybe, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, mad again, like a mad god, a, just a cursed destruction world. I mean, this one on the left is literally uh, 
not Gokuraku guy. What's the Gachiakuta, right? This is the one on the left is literally Gachiakuta. There's like the toxic, you know, and you have to wear a gas mask and stuff. Um, uh, and left is uh, one just playing Elden Ring, huge tree world. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so funny. The the picture, if you can see it, go check the video. But yeah, the picture here is literally a guy wearing like the samurai opening set, and he's looking at the the Earth tree in Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> and then Lawless World is yeah, Mad Max kind of post apocalyptic thing. The recreation world is like a gaming. I'm trying to think of like trapped in a game it kind feels, of trope. Feels like Matrixy. Uh, yeah, little Matrixy, with a little Ready Player bit. One. Yeah, Matrixy, Ready Ready Player One. I think yeah, I think nail on the head. Those are exact the things. A little bit of uh, Wreck It Ralph kind of inside the game style there. But yeah, but then kind of uh, like yeah. like we predicted, Chapter One. Right, the the main character here comes out and gives us. What if we make the enemies fight each other? Which was definitely one of our major predictions back in the day that, you know, maybe there's two or three of them and they, you know, rock, paper, scissors fight each other. So, And, and then after they fight each other, I'm assuming they just go kill all the bad humans in Mad Max world because the Mad Max world is not really going to do much for them. Yeah. Think. Well, uh, maybe the Mad Max world counters the poison world or the robot world because uh, oh, you know, okay. they're, yeah, they're manual one. or something. Who knows? I'm I'm guessing we're going to get a lot of kind of uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be kind of rock, paper, scissors, oh, if we put this these people against these people. Some of the right. bad worlds probably team up also at some point, which will be bad news. But I'm, I mean, I'm really curious. I, this series is really gripping, and I really like it so far. Um, I think the art is great. It's like... It, I don't want to say it's like budget Murata, because that makes it sound like it's bad, because, because the art is really good in it. Uh, but it reminds me so much of Murata, just the style... The sort of clean, uh, yeah, heavy character lines. Designs. Character, yeah. I mean, the character designs were probably done by one, so that's kind of why they look like. So that's kind of why they look like One Punch Man of Murata. But yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. It's just a really good little series. Um, I think slowly. it it balances uh having kind of a goofy, fun atmosphere while also being able to go super bleak and dark with it uh, yeah. really well. I think uh, it does both. I still hate that pig mascot thing. I hate looking at its dumb face. Um, yeah, I wonder about the it mask. Ha- it hasn't been around, so uh, maybe maybe he got the feedback. Well, and also the mascot, I'd say one is pretty good at doing mascot characters if you've seen Mob Psycho or read Mob Psycho, so that's... Dimple is amazing, yeah. Dimple is awesome. And Dimple also kind of has kind of a like, I don't like looking at Dimple. He's not, you know... True. He's not that true. like he, attractive he or whatever you want to say, right? He's so, off-putting to look at, but I yeah, like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like it. So yeah, so we'll see where this goes. Um I mean, I'm I'm liking it so far. I'm I'm going to keep up with it, read it. I have no problems with it. it seems very good. Um and they've sort Likewise. of set the stage, so I think now all they need to do is follow through on the ideas, give us some interesting fights, some good action. I'm here for it. Yeah, and you got set up with the devil who is in Machine World still surviving, completely beat up. Mm-hmm. Uh, at toward yep. the end of the chapter so yeah it's just really interesting so far so we'll see how it goes yep i'm ready for it uh you got else? this week? yeah i this came back and we thought it was canceled um oh, right yeah. i think everybody thought it was canceled in the west maybe we got the wrong information but this is a series called the demon king's daughter is too kind this is by gyuya sakamoto um this is in my opinion actually hands down the cutest manga being published right now it's insane how cute this series is 
I agree. Uh, it's this and Yotsuba, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so it's, it's so adorable. Yeah. It's and this chapter was felt like it was extra long for some reason. I feel like they packed like three three little stories lines in it. I think every other picture I have here is literally just Doe, the daughter, like being cute and doing cute. Like her sitting on the throne is killing me. Something about this this person's art and facial expressions and everything is uh, is awesome. I, I I don't know. It's just so cute. Things are very appealing, and this is literally the cutest little girl doing the cutest things. Uh, yeah. It, and even if the translation's just like a tiny bit scuffed, uh, I appreciate someone doing it regardless, and it, it just works. What a good chapter. It was adorable. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and I'm glad it's not canceled or on hiatus or whatever, like like we previously thought it was. So yeah, yeah, seriously. Apparently, the author was just taking a break, but at at the time, like a year ago, it seemed like it had completely ended. So good to see it back. Yeah, translation problem. Um, yeah, give this a try if you're into cute stuff. I mean, you just can't. It's just amazing. So uh, I did want to mention one little brief thing because it was a new chapter one. Um, and that was this this series, Beat and Motion. Um, the right. reason I want to bring this up, even though uh, sort of opinion-wise, you and I both didn't think this chapter one was super great. It was kind of okay with decent ideas, but felt a little um, amateurish. Mm-hmm. This is the series from the winner of the Jump Plus reality manga show. It's called Million Tag um, that aired, I think, in 2021. This is from the winner of that series. Uh, this author's name is Naoki Fujita. Um, they were scouted, I think, and chosen on that reality show by uh, Shihei Lin, who is the editor who discovered Fire Punch, Chainsaw Man, Dan to Dan, uh, Spy X Family. Fuck, I said the X. Uh, Spy Family. Anyways, <laughs> all of those. So Shihei Lin is kind of a is kind of a rock star. I think they recently got promoted to assistant editor-in-chief jump plus don't quote me on that um but yeah but this series is one to keep an eye on i think uh from what i've heard the second chapter i think the first two or three or four chapters were featured in the series in this reality series um and i read some comments about it and they said the second chapter is better than the first chapter so you and i both kind of were a little mid on this but this is definitely just one to keep an eye on, I think, for both of us and, and for any listeners or watchers here. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think let's we can read a bit more of it and discuss it. Mm-hmm, because sure. I, I think the issues we both had is that uh, they explored some... Kind of a pacing like, thing, right? Yeah, it's a pacing yeah. thing. It, they explored insecurities and passions and what it means to fail, but they didn't give anything enough time. So it... it it felt rushed and clunky and weird parts. Uh, For sure. But it, it, I think the bones are there. So I mean, it introduced interesting characters better. and set, it set an interesting mm-hmm. scene. It just kind of did it, yeah, a little clumsily. But yeah, I think pay attention to this one. I think it's got, uh, it's got an interesting start, at least, to be the winner of a reality you know, manga finding show to, mm-hmm. to be there. So yeah, well, let's, uh, we'll keep our eye on it. So... Let's talk about the the big focus this week. Uh, one Punch Man. All right. Hey, can I start us off on this one? Go for it. Yeah. So One Punch uh, is it has been beat for beat the webcomic. So if if anyone has been reading both, y- y- you know that it has been beat for beat pretty much 
what the webcomic has been doing, and it's delightful. This was it's uh, Tatsumaki versus uh, Saitama, and it is so fucking fun. It's uh, it's like a, the best kind of super, like kind of the best example of two overpowered superheroes that can't hurt each other uh, fighting through a city where they're just causing way too much collateral damage for no absolutely no reason, and it, it's been hilarious. Uh, what what, do you, what have you thought about the last few chapters here? It's so great. I I really appreciate after we got the big um, Garrow space battle, which was some of the coolest action that I've ever seen in manga, maybe the best, uh, that we have slowed down and have kind of a little bit smaller, goofier. There's like little fights still because it's still, still a battle shonen, but uh, it's still great. And I still just can't, I mean, I just can't get over how good how good Murata is at this action paneling stuff. I mean, I had to like put these two pages next to each other to show you uh, the sort of three on the bottom here. The way that, uh, the way Saitama gets knocked around is just, it's just super good. It just, it's got everything. It shows the speed, shows this impact stuff. If you're curious about uh, Murata's action paneling, the first video I ever made on YouTube is about this. So white, gray, black channel, go check that out. Uh, It's, it's great, and it'll explain this stuff to you, and if you like One Punch Man, you should definitely go check it out and watch that video. Um, and this this series has been great. I mean, this this part of the story has been great. Um, I like Tatsumaki and uh, Fubuki. They're interesting characters, and I like Fubuki, Fubuki breaking up the, her group and you know the her team's reaction to it, which I don't think I got a panel of it, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's interesting. There's lots of setup stuff. Blast is in the mix we know about the existence of God now or a God or a God and bad God of some kind. So it's expanding the lore. Uh, the actions are still great. It's still goofy and funny. I mean, the ending, the last couple of panels I've got here are also very funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, one punch man is just one of the best. I, if it's publication schedule has also been a lot more consistent the past two months, uh, which I makes me enjoy it more because previously Murata, I think would just take, you know, six or eight weeks sometimes to draw like a insane 45 page chapter with color and everything. And it would come out and you would go, wow, that was amazing. And you forget about it. Cause he'd take another six or eight weeks to do the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been pretty solid two we every two weeks for the past couple of weeks. So that's that I think appeals to me as far as like a publication pacing schedule. It, and for me, I guess the publication schedule hasn't mattered because I, I having read the web comic, right. I know I know the full story in my brain already, so I'm not losing details here and there due to time going by. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. So, so it's easier to connect in my brain because I've already read it once before. You've already connected it. You're just seeing it adapted, yeah. kind of in front of yeah. you. So yeah. It, uh, I I loved I, I loved this. Uh, the this hero named Feather has this whole like little mini arc that the audience is thrown in at the end of, and it's completely interrupted by Saitama and, and just Saitama Tatsumaki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I I didn't put these I don't think together, but um, this is one that I saw a lot of side by side panels of the one version and the Murata version, and it just shows how I don't like. There's no other way to say it, just like how good Murata is at taking like a child's drawing, you know, someone whose art is, you know, demonstrably bad um, and turning it into something that is like 
epic and still captures the same feeling that that kind of amateurish art, the kind of goofy, scary, I don't know. It's it's just an amazing thing. Um, and then it's great that, who is it, Metal Bat, like, runs <laughs> from the city. He spends, like, two or three pages running, like, desperate to make it in time to save his, is it, like, his little brother or his family or something? I, I think he had like he had to go to one of his little sister's shows or something. That's what like it was, that. yeah. And yeah. he had to miss it to to save the city because no one else was there. Yeah, and then it's been like a little bit. It's been since like the pre Garo fight stuff that we've seen like somebody get kind of brutally massacred. This is like in the early uh One Punch Man chapters that I've reread more recently, this happens pretty often, right? There's just some giant guy and he gets punched by Saitama and just his face falls apart. And so it's been a while since we've had like a face fall apart in one punch man but uh, uh yeah it's just yeah you gotta respect the brutal gore of just monsters <laughs> getting splattered yeah it's it's just great i mean yeah i can't i can't even begin to talk about how good the action in one punch man is like the smallest things metal bat running is paneled well the there's a one this is the middle of sort of a three-page thing where the this porcupine monster exists is like exploded his head and then collapses in the next one. Uh, and just the sort of one, two, three of the like setup impact follow through, which I talked about in the video is so perfect. And the art here is just great. I, I think I will always vote Murata as just one of the best all around artists working right now. I like how you can tell how fast it is too, by metal bats position, not changing one bit. Exactly. Before the splat and post splat. Uh, it's like a bullet hit hit that monster in the face. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot to do, and not to, I don't want to get too technical, but a lot to do with Murata understanding, you know, the fact that he understands movement means that he also understands a lack of movement and what that means, and that's why he can do that stuff like that with Metal Bat, right? He knows how to do movement better than anyone, and so he knows that, well, if I don't put any movement here, that conveys exactly what the scene needs. I think also not to discredit one at all one also knows these things really well his art just kind of doesn't stand up as much and he he does kind of less panels than Murata does so right yeah um uh, any... all in all great great chapter i i think it's been great this is, yeah. i think uh there's probably going to be two two more chapters of this two or three okay because yeah, uh, you've read you've read the original right so right and it's a shorter mini fun arc you know it's not like a garo style long form thing right this is much yeah this is much shorter i mean the the what was the last art called the demon or the bad i don't even remember it's like half of the series is that arc right the garo arc yeah it's just uh yeah it's like half the series i think it's yeah. the longest arc so far yeah i think it's I mean, from what i understand from the webcomic it's like will stay the longest arc uh yeah and i guess this is not this is not a spoiler uh the only difference well there have been a few differences but i won't get into those but the biggest difference has been the Murata version has blast in it and the one webcomic version blast has not appeared yet so uh, uh didn't yeah. he i thought blast appeared when garo and in the webcomic no Oh, not in the in the webcomic you're saying right 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 okay. yeah i was yeah, i had yeah. that so backwards that... i was like no blast appeared in the in the Murata version yeah, so I that that has been uh the most notable difference between hmm. the two so far. That's cool. Yeah, so, I, I should go read the yeah. webcomic because it's I'm sure it's an easy, easy. It's read. easy to read it, and it's good. I'll just it, uh, just pick it up from here and see where it goes. Because yeah, it's one. The writing is still good, and I think you'll yeah. still have a good time with it. 
for sure. I need to watch last the last season of Mob Psycho also. It's on my list. I, I have to do that too. I bet I love it. Yeah, I mean, Mob Psycho is also great. Um, yeah. Any other little things this week that you wanted to to bring up? We got a little bit of extra time, so we can kind of hit on yeah. some of the other series. Um, Ichigoki continues to be good and interesting. Uh, oh, Ichinose. Uh, Ichinose, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, not Ichigoki I, under control. I'm going to get those confused a lot. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, did you, did you I was reading the shitty comedy manga. It's still right. <laughs> yeah. no, no, not that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, hold on, let me, I'll have to think. Do I know you have we any... both thought that My Hero was pretty, you know, oh, good yeah. in, a, in a vacuum. It was a good chapter without the context of the whole story being terrible. Uh, yeah, well said. In a vacuum, that was really good. I, yeah. I, do, I don't think the next chapter will be very good, because I know oh, how Horikoshi writes. But in this chapter, uh, uh, the Dark Shadow guy, I'm forgetting his name, um, Tsukiyomi, oh. is that yes that's close if not correct okay birdman yeah Bird, uh yeah. uh Bird, he Bird he has a pretty awesome epic panel where yeah cool power up uh, cool. the problem is yeah. this is the first chapter he's showed up in any real capacity in since like the forest you know, arc, 100, yeah. 150 200 chapters yeah it's been a while since um, the beginning of the fucking series, yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no lead up into this. There's no oh, he's been growing slowly and here's the climax of his arc. He just kind of shows up and is like everyone cooperated and set me up for success. Here's my big attack, which and this is the other thing of you mentioned why the next chapter is not going to be good is his attack's not going to kill the bad guy and it's not going to be over. So I don't. Yeah. Cool. He we, did this cool attack. We've seen this happen. How many times have you seen this happen? Like three. This is like dude, the third or fourth time now. In the last two arcs, so many times. Uh, the last few I can remember uh, is Sun Eater. Like Sun Eater did a giant, big attack. Had a big character like, moment. We said I think at the time that's a cool thing, and then it amounted to nothing. Yeah. It, it's it's everything. Ever, ever since like that war arc that Horikoshi did, he brought Mirio back, uh, and. Instantly, the next chapter, Miro's like, help me out, guys. I need help. And he does absolutely nothing. It's like, yep. that's not great. And then uh, the next chapter, Dobby's like, I'm I'm Endeavor's son. And then they give that, like, five pages. And then they move on to the next thing. Uh, I mean, nothing has and we kind of saw them fight a little bit, Dobby and Endeavor. But that's yeah. actually the part. I mean, we'll see in retrospect, what turns out to be the best part of My Hero, other than, like, the first, I don't know, 40 chapters, which are really good. I think the Endeavor oh, stuff is generally, like, again, sort of in a vacuum without all the other things around it. Like, the Endeavor stuff has been pretty good. If you, like, cut out the story and made it about Endeavor in this back half, I, you know, mm -hmm. those parts, I think, have been pretty well written and pretty well executed on, like, an abusive dad trying to be better, trying to redeem himself. Like, that's, you know... Oldest choice Tori has made. Um, yeah. I, I would say... Recently, uh, in my opinion, the best part of My Hero Academia has been anything to do with twice. The twice uh, stuff was good, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I think that's about it uh, that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I, I like Gentle. I like yeah, his Gentle coming back that. is cool. That, see, that's more of the yeah. thing where I understand, like, that's a character you don't need to give development or lead in. You bring them back. They do their cool thing. You get them out. Um, so, yeah, I, I appreciated that part, too. Sure. And yeah, I, you know, not nothing really sticks anymore in My Hero Academia because you need, yeah, you just you need Deku to do everything and you checked and out. I mean, the audience. Knows. I think the, yeah. the big issue is that we're both checked out of the series. So even when it's good, we read it, and we go, okay, cool, it was good, but it 
It's not good enough yeah. to get me back in. It would have to be so consistently good for a month or two for me to be like, okay, wait, it's taken a turn. Now it's really good. And it has, it's hasn't done that in years. So that's the problem there. Uh, well, you know, it's, I, I think we're both in this spot where we are praising things that are standard in other manga, you know, or are standard in other good works because sure. our expectations have lowered, uh, which is not a great place to be in for like a long running series that we've kept up with for five years or something. Yeah. I mean, I legitimately, I think at this point, because I started reading it as soon as season one finished. I mean, I want to go read this and I picked it up and read it. I think that was five, five and a half, six years ago now. So, uh, yeah. I, re just read Vigilantes, everyone. It's so fucking good. Yes. I we should we should plug that series more. Every time Ring of My Hero, we should not forget to mention My Hero Academia, Vigilantes, which is just a better written story in the same world. Um, yeah, that's a great series. I'm now sad that that is over. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a, sh a side story. It is not that long. I think it's like a hundred or so chapters. It's like around a hundred chapters, yeah. Uh, and the main character is awesome. So good. All yeah. the characters are so good. All the leads in that series are great. We're yeah. we're dreading the main character from Vigilantes showing up in regular because we know he'll just be massacred or just probably not. Nothing will work, but we'll see. Yeah, he he won't get as much. Just uh, I'd like Hori just not to touch that. It, it's funny that to say because be it's yeah. it's his world, right? So he has all rights to to use any of the characters. But I would like those characters to just stay out of it because I don't think Hori can write them well enough. Yeah, uh, into the story at this point of the story. Yep, exactly. Um, what else in the big block? Akane is still good. Backstory uh, yeah. on kind of main rival, maybe. Maybe this is this is. I don't know if this is main rival or just a kind of another hump for her to overcome in the sports, in the sports adjacent arc that she's going through, but it's still good. Oh, uh, shout out new chapter of Yotsuba came out. Um, mm, I yes. didn't notice it. I didn't notice one came out till literally two minutes ago, but, <laughs> and I haven't read it, but I am positive it's good. So I saw some reaction faces from it and it seems hilarious. I, Yotsuba's on my to read list. That's probably it, easier it, to get through my than top five. Yasumi Pun Pun. So, yeah. I know there. I say a lot of things are in my top five, but uh, Yotsuba is the best slice of life in my eyes, easily. There you go. You heard it here first. Um, uh, what else? Ranger Reject yeah. is getting interesting. It it has been interesting and, and it is getting continues more to interesting. get more interesting. Yeah. This is this was the chapter where they tried to sell uh, D on the. What was it the idea of? The pro, what are they called? Pro Invader the Alliance? Invader's Rights Union. Invader's Rights Alliance or Union or something, yeah. I, I think... Um, it's a good gag I actually, to have him almost buy in, and then when he kind of gets looked down on, he's like, wait a minute. No. Yeah. I, I actually thought that was probably one of the stronger chapters of the week. Um, we just talk about Ranger Reject yeah, a lot. we talk about so Ranger I, Reject a lot, because I, I think it's really good, so... Yeah, I, I think it's just really interesting uh it had one bad arc but i feel like it's always worth talking about it's also so, but yeah it's just such a different not style necessarily it's such like a different subject matter and a different angle to everything that it's like it's always interesting to read i feel like it's different it's not just a battle shonen it's kind of this like mystery psychological covert thing. it's like a spy thriller is really what it is right he's like infiltrating 
aside and trying to get away with it and dismantling stuff. So it's a really cool uh, spot also, thriller is how I'd classify it. The main it. character is a huge appeal to that story too, because mm-hmm. uh, D is the main character. Um, just really interesting, really good main character. And I like that the main character hasn't had a power up. He is still a wiener in terms of uh, power level, if you want to call it that, uh, within the story. he He's just uh, tricky. He's tricky and clever. Yep. Uh, he's also a, he's a dumbass, but he's tricky and clever. Yeah, and he also his 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 power up quote unquote is just kind of learning and getting in deeper with the Rangers, which is not really a power up, but yeah, getting in deeper with the Rangers is kind of just the thing that's got him uh got him going, so Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, good. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We don't have to spend too much more time here, but Uh yeah, if, uh from this week to last week um i think we covered all the big stuff i there's a new nagatoro yesterday i haven't read read it yet, i read that though. yeah i mean it's still good i think we talked about that two or th- three or four weeks ago maybe on valentine's day i don't know i nagatoro is still great i still enjoy it um, oh mirko mirko new mirko yeah new mirko. Was, uh, i'm not cut up on that, that but I, I need that's uh, that, another one i need to read so too many yeah that's a good that's a good one um uh at this point in the story it it still hasn't gotten dull. Uh, she has a eldritch monstrosity who's kind of like in love with her, and there are hijinks there. It's fun. Yeah, that does sound good. I need to I need to read that because that's the blending of genres like that. I find very interesting, and I've read I think the first chapter or two. I just haven't uh, been able to stick with it. Uh yeah, solid one. Check it out. Cool. I I think that's about all I have for the week. I it's I wouldn't say it's a slower week, but I just, I think there are a lot of setup chapters and mm-hmm. stuff, so there's not, not a ton to talk about. Yeah, and I think we mentioned this last week, maybe, but over the over the Christmas, New Year's break, uh, the authors get like a week off, and they get a lot of time, and they get to come back really strong in the new year. And I think after coming back really strong, they kind of calm down and settle into more setup and development stuff, you know, either for the summer or for, for later on in the year. So yeah, we're we're doing... We're treading water, and I don't want to use that in a negative connotation. But you know, we're we aren't we aren't going there quite yet. Um, although a couple of things I think are going there, we just aren't. I think Jujutsu Kaisen is doing big stuff. Um, something yeah, I'm I'll talk about right. in my sort of one extra thing here is Trojan X. So I started reading this, and it's okay. This Tokyo is Ghoul by, guy, right? yes, this is by Sui Ishida, um, who's the author, yeah, um, you, who you probably know from Tokyo Ghoul. That's his other major published work. Um, yeah, it's not bad. It's just also not that good, which is kind of also how I felt reading the first 20 or so chapters of Tokyo Ghoul. Um, it's so weird. It's so weird to try to talk about this because it's, so early on, the kind of like power fantasy scaling that goes on is like, oh, there are these things called Chojin. They're just kind of like, they're kind of, they're mutants, essentially. It's like another version of like mutants. Um, the MC like injects himself with his friend to try to like save somebody by turning into a Chojin. It works. He's like a vulture Chojin. And my stuff is going to keep disconnecting. Um, so are they like based on animals or something? You would think, because the first, like, well, no, because the first, the first one you meet is like a 
smoke chojin you're like oh, okay cool smoke powers nice um and then you have like vulture and then you get like this fucking all right um god this manga is really pissing you off man no it's my i have this stupid i'll just i'll dedicate 60 <laughs> seconds to this i have this stupid switcher for my mouse and keyboard and i actually think it's an issue with my pc I think that the USB ports are not powered correctly, which might be a thing I could just look at the motherboard and change. But they like to just disconnect and reconnect, and you get the little boom, boom, boom. That's what you've been hearing. So I, I might go and cut that out if I remember to do it um, in this oh, episode. I, I, have, I haven't been hearing that. I wonder if the audience has. Uh, it Yes, because I am recording on OBS desktop audio, and I'm broadcasting my desktop audio. You don't hear it because uh, you're on only hearing my microphone. So Got it, got it. Yeah, but anyways... Um, yeah, Trojan X. So, uh, like, it's there's like a vulture and smoke are like the first two you meet, and you have like another girl that has smoke powers, and then you meet a snake one, and you're like, okay, I think I get it. It's like very primal things. And then a guy that I just like got through a little arc with, his power is if he throws something, and it if he throws something when it is done being thrown, it then goes down. But this means that he can create, like, not, like, black holes, but, like, you know, incredible, like, sinking things. What? I don't even remember what it calls him, because he's, like, a... He, like, goes crazy and turns into, like, a baseball Chojin or something. I don't know. The power system is, like, is very soft, right? It is very non-defined. It's just... It feels... The thing that it feels kind of the most like is uh, just, like, Devil Fruits from from one piece kind oh, of yeah. where it's like oh yes the main character has vulture powers and then this other person has the ability to control like smoke which includes fire and heat and can jet on their smoke to fly so they're very strong that's just better that's just better than what you than the other two you described cause... yeah and like one girl's like okay she's a snake chojin but then she can turn really big and be like multiple snakes and then i there's another guy who just showed up who's like my power is i can project anything i think in my mind into your mind and he's called like the, the psychic chojin or something and so he's like oh i just spent hours watching cockroaches crawl over a dead body and i'm going to project that into your mind as a torture thing now but <laughs> i mean all of that to say it's just okay um again it feels very similar to tokyo ghoul so if you really like tokyo ghoul you might i think you'll probably really like chojin x visually it's just very messy the paneling isn't that great the action is is kind of all over the place i like the characters in it um that's definitely i think the strongest part of it so far as i like the two main characters and the side characters are all pretty good so i'm gonna kind of keep i mean there's not that many chapters of it there's only like 30 or 40 chapters and i think i've gotten through like almost 20 already so I think I'll catch up and then maybe read it week to week and see if it sticks with me, but pretty easy read, but not too bad. Um, I also tried reading a couple other things this week. I read uh, the first like little arc of Battle Angel Alita, which I think is also called Gunnam in, in Japanese, which is a weird name. That's, um, that's a bad mouthfeel. Yeah, Gunnam. Yeah, it's... Gunnam. I, I read an like early one shot, which was actually really good. I liked the one shot a lot. And then, yeah, the first chapters of uh, Battle Angel Alita. It's okay. It's a little dated, but uh, definitely interesting. Um, I'm curious to keep reading it to see where it goes. It, nothing 
grabbed me or stood out too much. Uh, the art, the art and the action is is really good in it, especially for the time that it came out, which was early '90s. I want to say late '80s, maybe it was published. Um, but that's pretty good. I read a couple chapters of Akira. Uh, that's rougher at the beginning than I would have liked, but still the art's pretty good. Has a very cool kind of opening panel or two talking about the nuke that was dropped on Tokyo and rebuilding it and stuff. So, um, and I know Akira is a classic and it's also not that long. It's like, that's kind of long, but it's maybe by actual page volume. It's like maybe a hundred chapters. It's like, I think 66, like long or 46, like long chapters or something. But yeah, just kind of, uh, after, I think after reading Pluto, I, it, I have been driven to go back and check out some of the sort of classic things. I tried to go read... Okay, so Pluto's based on a singular arc of Astro Boy or Tetsuan Adam. Shout out to my boy in the back. I built an altar to back there. You can see Tetsuan Adam. Um, I kind of wanted to go back and check it out. And so I read like a quarter of the original arc to see how much of, of Urasawa's genius writing remained in the original one and the original one is like not it's nothing i mean in the 1960s maybe it was a little progressive or interesting but yeah it's it's it seems pretty childish going back and reading it after reading pluto so um but it did kind of like i said did kind of inspire me to go back and add some things that are classics to to want to get at least some of them under my belt so i'm familiar with them so akira um yeah akira and battle angel alita are both kind of in that in that area for me. So I'm going to read those. I need to get through monster again, but yeah, just after moving into the house, getting everything set up been uh, been reading some manga. So, uh, speaking of old stuff, you should go back and read, um, shit, man. What is that? Uh, you might know this. It's a robot anime, uh, a mecha anime where, or mecha manga first, but it's, uh, a bunch of, it's like 12 children. They have to pilot this robot. And they have to fight like invaders from other worlds. Oh, it's Bokurano. Bokurano. Yes. Yeah. Bokurano. Yep. I have I have watched that years ago and I never finished it. I have heard people talk about Bokurano a lot though. And uh It's good. It has its issues, but I think it's unique. And it seems, I think it's worth yes, reading. Yeah. It seems dire. It seems negative. I'm trying to think of what the word on it's those are not the right it's words. Cynical. Yeah, cynical. It seems very it is all jaded. Things, yeah. Everyone has to die. I know the sort of initial plot. I mean, it's like an episode one thing, right? But it's like you pilot the mech. After you pilot it, you die. And every child, I think, pilots it like once through the series or something like that. I don't know how it ends, but I assume yeah, it's something I, like that. I, I won't tell you the ending just in case. I, I doubt many people have read it, but the onus of it is that these kids have to pilot a mech to save humanity from otherworldly threats. And the cost of piloting the mech, they find out, they weren't told this. They find out when they first Tricked pilot the mech. Essentially. Yeah, essentially. Uh, if you pilot the mech, it uses your life force, so you, you croak right after piloting it. So um, all of these kids, uh, they seemingly have to pilot these mechs through numerous fights, equal to the number of kids there are. So uh, that's the story. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've. I've heard about it. I've heard. What was it? I think I heard the Trash Taste guys talking about it recently, like in the last two or three weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember the context of it, but uh, anyways, uh, I know you've been busy, but you wanted to talk about 
Elden Ring DLC got announced this Hell yeah, morning at like 2 a.m. our time. I was I, I saw it this morning at 2 a.m. our time. I, I was going to ping it, you yeah. about it. I, I was just like, no, Bruce is asleep. This is too de- 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 degenerate. I'll talk to him about it tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it looks sick. Uh, it's going to be good. It doesn't matter. What, if, they could have had no image and we would have been like, yeah, it looks amazing. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I am bought in by just the words Elden Ring DLC. Bromsoft has not missed on any of their Soulsborne DLCs. Nope. Uh, in fact, I can't think of a Soulsborne DLC that has been worse than the base game. They've all been better. Mm, uh, especially Bloodborne. That that feels like its own game, and it's the best thing they've ever put out in my eyes. Yeah, uh, so yeah, looking that. forward to the Elden Ring DLC. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I hope, I was talking to you about this earlier, but I hope that they don't... They have a bad habit of making the DLC accessible by completing... Anywhere from like a quarter to like over half of the game to access it. And I hope that they don't, because Elden Ring is like a 100 hour game, surely they can't lock it behind something like that, right? They've got. They're going to. They're going to 100%. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sure they do. But I, man, we'll have to see. I hope that. I hope that I still have my save that I can load up at the end of the game and go and do it. That would be my like key mm-hmm. thing. Cause there's a couple of like changes to the world that you can't go back on i hope it's not like oh if that happens you can't go do it so you have to do it before this time because yeah because like there was one time where i tried to get to the dark souls 3 dlc and i started a new character to do it and it's like you have to play like 15 hours of that game to get to the dlc and it's like i don't want to do that i want to go and play the dlc uh, bloodborne is very I, similar I, too right bloodborne you have to yeah. clear i mean you can get to it early but you're like incredibly under leveled even then it's like eight hours into the game right like six or eight hours yeah. in it is the hardest content in the game. So even if you get to the Bloodborne stuff early, yeah. I, I don't see you beating it unless you've gotten through most of the game. Right. You essentially have to be end game or near end game to, to go through it. So yeah, uh, unless you're that good, you know, uh, True. Which some people Speedrunner, are. So who knows? Yeah. And some Soulsborne fans are just nuts They're They are cracked. They the are. Game, so yeah. They can do it whenever, but, uh, us mortals have to wait till our character has a moderate amount of HP so we can survive more than one hit. Yeah, and grind it out, which I was happy to do in Elden Ring. Um, yeah, but looks interesting. What do you? What are your predictions based on the image? Most people are saying this looks like uh, Mikola. Uh, Mikola. Yeah, yeah Mikola who, on Torrent. In the big blood egg. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Mikola gets out of. The, I don't know much about Elden Ring lore aside from what I played and read within the game. Uh, I haven't watched too many Vati videos of it yet. Ah. But uh, yeah, he uh, Mikola was in the big blood blood egg. So I have no idea what's going to happen here. So, uh, so question mo- marks. My prediction here, because I'm trying to think, almost every DLC is like a go to another world slash here's another alternate past version of the world slash here's a completely different place, right? So my guess is this is the past. I'm going to guess this is either prior to... I mean, if you don't know about the lore, prior to the Elden Ring, quote-unquote, showing up, well, or... I, I know that lore, uh, because yeah. that was all in the game. Yeah. Yeah, prior to um, the Elden well, Ring showing up, or right after it does, maybe. I don't know what Mikula's doing there. Or maybe it's like, when, before things happen to Mikula, maybe it's just a teaser image, maybe he has nothing to do with it. I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be exactly what you said. You have to go to like Mog's palace and go to that blood egg where Mikola was and uninteractable. And that is also, that is also my prediction. Cause that is very yeah. far into the game, but you can kind of rush to get there faster if you want to. So 
yeah, you can warp there. Mog is a pain in the ass if you're too early in the game, though. He's yeah, I mean, his archon. whole little temple is pretty shitty to run through, but... Yeah, uh, I, but I think you're completely right. I think it's like a, a in-the-past kind of game, but the Earth Tree is also looking kind of burnt right now, so I don't know. Could be, yeah. It could also be, I mean... Don't know how much you know about it, but there could be other Elden Rings out there potentially. So this could be teleporting oh, to another yeah. one. There could be not in the lands between. This could be a different land. I do wonder how they're going to include this in an open world type game, right? Because mm -hmm. in the past, uh, in the past, the FromSoft games have not been open world. They've been kind of not linear necessarily, but like branching linear so you could branch a path and that's it i wonder if they're going to drop another area into the open world or if it's going to be a separate open world um i don't know which one i would prefer i haven't thought about it too much if it is in the past they would, it would have to be a completely new kind of open world because things aren't as broken or busted or maybe they're more broken or busted uh yeah, who knows usually but, yeah, dlcs I, feel more broken and busted than the base game even though the base games yeah. are incredibly fucked up so yeah uh, but yeah, no, I'd agree. Usually, it, FromSoft does linear stuff, but Elden Ring is open world, so it, it seems like it would take way more work to create a DLC for it. So mm -hmm. I'm curious to see when this comes out, first of all, and uh, how they're going to even do it. But I, I believe in FromSoft. I think this will be I do, I mean, I, yeah, I know. Uh, amazing. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm super excited to watch speedrunners do it. That's like my, like comfort streamer is you just oh, find an Elden Ring speedrunner or or any FromSoft game speedrunner and just watch them do their thing because those games are very fun to watch get broken or just be really good at put bosses to sleep or poison them and run away or trick them off a ledge I think it's always fun to watch so yeah I'm hyped um, for this too yeah there was this dude I'm forgetting his name but uh it was in Dark Souls 2 he he wasn't a I think he wasn't a speedrunner but he was completely naked and just had two bucklers on his hands. Yeah. And uh, he spawned a fight with two pursuers, which is like this incredibly hard enemy in Dark Souls 2. And he just dual parried them at every opportunity. And I'm like, this person's not a, not a real... This is... Oh. A human being can't perform this shit. But yeah, that's soul speedrunners, man. They're, they are insane and cracked. Yep. Uh, so much. yeah, looking forward to this either way. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm guessing this comes out in about a year, maybe even a little less. This might come out uh, a year. Yeah, could come that. out near Christmas, or could be right at two years after. So who knows? Looking forward to there it. There is also more news on FF16, by the way. I don't know. If, I saw that, uh, that came out today. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. I didn't fully read or watch it all, but it seems good. I mean, I hope. I mean, my hot take is there has not been a truly good mainline Final Fantasy numbered game since ten. Um. I do not include 7R in there because I think 7R was fucking awesome. It was um, amazing, yeah. 12 was okay. Probably the best of the bunch. 13 was linear and the story was meh. Uh, 13 was so weird. I think I am one of the few human beings that beat that game. I beat because... that game. It, yeah. Oh, you Because it was in college Ooh. and my friends were all watching me play it, but it wasn't very good. It was just like spam A. You have the right setup, auto attack. It, it, it wasn't a very fun it, game to play, and it was super, super linear. Speaking of linear. It was so melodramatic. Yeah, uh, the characters didn't like many of them. But yeah, 14's I, online, so I don't really include that. Although 14's story is really, really good, especially after the base game. Because um, I've played up through Shadowbringers. 
No. Up through whatever the last X-Pac is. 14 is really good. Um, but it's an MMO and it's not for everybody. 15 I thought was awful. Um, I like Combat the idea behind okay. 15. Uh, I like yeah, the idea and a lot of the character 15. interaction and character stuff was good between the boys. The boy like band? Boy band, yeah, Boy yeah. Band Simulator, good. Action, okay. The rest of the story, absolute hogwash, dog shit bad. Easily the yeah. worst Final Fantasy story, especially in the back half. And I, yeah, none of the okay start to that game excuses how bad the back half was. I didn't beat it. I was in peak uh, open world burnout at that time, so I I, yeah. I bounced off it. But I did watch the movie, the prequel the movie, also to not that very game, good. um, where Jesse Pinkman is the main character. Yeah. Uh, I'm not not shitting you here. It is Jesse Pinkman. Aaron Paul plays Aaron the main Paul, character. Yeah, the voice is the main character. It, it had cool action at the end when the stuff. It goes looked off, great. It was, it was a fun bad. movie. Yeah, it was I, jar. It was jarring though. It was jarring hearing Aaron Paul talk like an anime guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Either way, uh, bad movie, fun movie though. I I don't regret spending time with that one. Yeah, because uh, Squeenix makes cool action. Yeah, and they they go for it, even though if if it jumps the shark or not. Uh... <laughs> we'll see but oh, yeah i'm, I'm curious that. to check out final fantasy 16 I, I hope it's good i was talking with my roommate about it earlier um i hope it's good because like i said i don't think there's been a really good mainline you know next in the number of final fantasy since 10 so because 11 was online 12 was just okay 13 was not good 14 was online 15 was bad so yeah sixteen. but it is it, it is the 14 guy who who is leading it yoshi p yeah yoshi uh, p and he's Yes, yeah. he's some People kind of powerhouse. I yeah, I mean, the very short amount of time that I've spent with fourteen online, pretty much every time he comes out and talks about stuff, it's like, yeah, nice. He's making the right decisions. He's making the good stuff. He's, you know, doing the things that players want. He's working towards good stuff. Um, I think he's a great director. I hope Square would be, uh, incredibly wrong to ever lose that guy. I don't. I'm sure he's tried to be sniped, but yeah, keep him on everything. Um, and keep the other dude away from everything. The guy who does Kingdom Hearts. He's a one-man marketing team by himself. His reputation yeah. is so good. He's a rock star his, pretty much now, yeah. for, especially for the people from 14. They'll they'll follow him and, and listen to anything he does. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like so beloved that like I, I feel like people know about him even if they haven't played Final Fantasy, and that says a lot. Uh, yeah, um, I think I think for oh, sure you're right. I had heard about Yoshi P before I played, and after I played, I was like, oh, yeah. You, know, you listen to an announcement or two, but... Uh, yeah, and his communications about the game have been uh, pretty honest. Uh, he's very, I mean, that's like why he's very, a rock star is that he's been doing for years. He's been coming out and like giving honest things and giving players what they want and trying to like improve things. And even if there's little missteps, they'll, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's a great communicator and he's honest and he's, he is a rarity in the game development world for sure. Even though I think a lot of people try to be, uh, sort of as, as honest and clear as he is, something about Yoshi P is alluring. He's a, he's a man. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah, I'll call him <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, old, yeah. You know, what does he have? Probably like, I have to check his Twitter followers now because I'm pretty sure he's got to be alive. If, if, if by some miracle we did get him on the pod, would you be as honest about your opinions on Final Fantasy games with him? I don't know if he's been a part of any of the ones that i didn't like he might have been the guy who came in to try to save 15 and redid the first part of the game which is the good part and left the 
Uh, second part was bad, but I think that was the Kingdom Hearts guy, maybe, who did that. I don't remember. I, it's all over the place. I mean, I d- probably couldn't communicate very well. I don't speak Japanese. Um, his English is probably okay, but not good enough to uh, live podcast. I would tell him, I'm in love with bunny girls. Can we please let them wear hats <laughs> and have the ears stick through the hats? That's fine with, I think, every single uh, bunny girl player like I am in Final Fantasy. So, I, I think, yeah, now that you said all this, you're right. I, I don't want Yoshi P in the pod because I think FF14 fans will freak out on us because of how poorly we do this interview. Uh, <laughs> so, I, so, I mean, I've played, I've played almost all of Final Fantasy fourteen. If he came on the pod, I would probably sign up and push through to finish the last uh, expansion, which it takes a long fucking time to get through those expansions. But No, you know what? Anyone who knows Yoshi P, tell him he's not allowed on our pod. Yeah, we never want Actually, yeah, official statement from the White, Gray, Black Weekly Manga Podcast, Yoshi P is banned from this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely banned. Yeah. It's the well, fir- that's great. Yeah, first ban. Yeah, yeah, our first ban. One of many. Yoshi P. Yeah. Well, he's, so let's try to ban one incredibly famous person a week. This week it's Yoshi yeah. P. Next week, who knows? John Travolta probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that. <laughs> let's keep it. Um, anything else to say at the at the capstone of the show here? Uh, no, not really. This was a fast one, though. Yeah, a little bit of a fast one, but hey, I'm I'm okay with uh, a little less than ninety minutes. That's fine with me. Um. Thank you for listening or watching, everyone. Don't forget, if you enjoy the show, uh, giving us more eyes and ears is a great way to support us. Click like, subscribe, follow, whatever platform you're using. Um, if you want to support the channel more directly, don't forget about Patreon, WGB Manga, patreon.com slash WGB Manga. Uh, you get rewards. You get to hear us talk a little bit more if you enjoy that. Um, check me out on Twitter at WGB Manga. And as always, thank you so much for being with us. See you later. Don't forget to read more manga.